0: Many ongoing prophetic fulfillments occurred in 2022 providing substantial evidence that we are in fact living in the end time. We will analyze many of these prophecies that set the stage for the front burner issues you should be watching for throughout 2023 on this edition of The End Time Show. we live in the close of the age preceding the return of Jesus Christ to the earth, to understand the significance of events making news headlines during this turbulent period, we turn to the only source that accurately reveals the future and that's the Bible. The Bible specifically prophesies several major events that will occur between now and the second coming to the earth. Some of them are a war that will kill one third of the world's population. That's the Six Trumpet War in Revelation nine fifteen. The United Nations will be strengthened after war in order to become a true world government. A peace agreement between the Palestinians and the Israelis and this will mark the beginning of the final seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the Confirmation of the Covenant, Daniel 9.27. The Temple Mount in Jerusalem will be shared between Muslims and will be placed under international supervision. That's Revelation 11, 1 and 2. A Jewish temple will be built on the Temple Mount without disturbing Muslim holy sites. Revelation 11, 1 and 2, and 2 Thessalonians chapter, uh, verses three and four. Animal sacrifices will be offered in the temple for a short time. That's Daniel uh, chapter 9 verse 27 and Daniel 11:31. The international authority will order these sacrifices stopped, Daniel 11:31 and Daniel 9:27. The Antichrist will be revealed, when he stands on the Temple Mount claiming to be the ultimate authority there. This happens halfway through that final seven-year period Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3 through 4. And three and one half years of great tribulation will begin against all that will not pledge allegiance to the new world order. Daniel seven twenty-five and Revelation 13, 5 through 7. During that final three and one half years the mark of the beast will be implemented in order to force obedience to the New World Order. It's Revelation 13, 15 through 18. And at the end of the final three and one half years, the world community will launch an invasion of Israel. That's the Battle of Armageddon, Zechariah fourteen two. During the Battle of Armageddon, Jesus will return to the earth, defeating the world government, armies, that are on the brink of destroying Israel. Zechariah 14, 2-4. Well, it's at that time Jesus will then set up His kingdom which will rule the world in peace for the next 1,000 years. Daniel 2, Revelation 19, 20, and 21, Revelation 21-6. Throughout 2022, many ongoing prophetic fulfillments provided substantial evidence that we are in fact living in the end time. On this edition of the end time show, I'm going to go through many of these prophecies and the the events that helped us to know these things are setting the stage for what's coming in 2023 because we're watching the ongoing fulfillment of them throughout the last year. And I'm going to begin with the mark of the beast. Revelation chapter Thirteen verses 16 through 18 says, And he, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, working in alliance, will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. But here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding Count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. It's six, six, six. Again, that's Revelation 13, verse 16 through 18. Now, the fulfillment, what's that going to look like? Well, there will be a one world government during the last stage of um, the human governments on the earth. There will be a leader over that one world government called the Beast or the Antichrist. The Bible describes the Antichrist as a beast arising from the sea whose mark will be set upon the hands or foreheads of his followers. And there will be an enforcement mechanism to impose compliance with the Beast's program and to regulate allegiance to his one world government. If you do not pledge allegiance, then you will not get the number which would be enable you to buy and sell and participate in the economy. It's going to be economic sanctioning. The Antichrist will impose his identification and control system beginning in the final three and one half years uh, of, of this present age, prior to the second coming. Before then, there will continue to be ample speculation concerning exactly what form the mark will take. Whether it will be yet um, an implanted microchip, a quantum dot tattoo or or something similar. So that brings up another question. What will the mark look like? Well the mark of the beast will be a seal for the followers of the Antichrist. The mark is placed upon the right hand or the forehead and is not simply a card or a device someone carries. Without the mark, it will be impossible to make a living, to hold a job or to run a business. And there is a major difficulty inherent in trying to determine exactly what form the mark will take. For the mark to be enforceable by the Antichrist, he must be in power and ruling on a global stage. It is likely that the technologies currently in development represent various stages of the formation of the final one world evil regime. We're watching precursors to the mark of the beast right now. Although we may be able to recognize many precursors which could become part of the beast tyranny, the Antichrist global identification and control system is not here yet but the stage certainly is being set for that and that's what we follow very closely here at End Time Ministries and the End Time Show. So we'll get deep into these subjects and topics and show you how these prophecies are coming to pass in just the next set of this um, program. God bless. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call one 800 end or visit endtime.com/events for more information. What are some of the things you should be watching for in 2023? And we know that by having watched many of the ongoing prophetic fulfillments in 2022. Let me go through a few of them. Think about the global tyranny and how it's rapidly forming now. That's what the Mark of the Beast will be all about. When the man of sin takes his seat in the Temple Mount, in just the very near future, in Jerusalem, he will present himself as being God Almighty. Until then, nothing can be the mark of the beast, nor will it be possible until then. But to accurately describe the identifying emblem of the beast's economy, we don't know specifically how that will look, but there are many things that are setting the stage for that. 2022 saw several examples of the expansion of government overreach and intrusion, typical of the beast's rapidly expanding global dictatorship. Think of, um, let's consider the loss of bank accounts or licenses that are threatened for unpaid COVID fines. Now we're gonna get into some detailed stories here showing you how the stage is being set for the Antichrist totalitarian regime. In New South Wales, they tabulated $42 million in unpaid fines issued from March 2020 to April 2022 for breaches of the COVID lockdown restrictions. Well, in typical tyrannical fashion, Queensland threatened residents who have a buildup of overdue fines with the loss of bank accounts or their driver's licenses. Now can you see the, uh, the noose being tightened here? Economic sanctioning on people who will not comply with the government's agendas. But that's not all. Moscow Metro has launched fight facial payments in the early summer of 2022. Uh, they launched a new facial recognition payment technology called FacePay and it allows customers to pay with their face. The FacePay system contains um, uploaded photos, bank cards, and MetroCard information loaded into a mobile app. FacePay claims that uh, paying for a ride is as safe as shopping in any store. Also, according to FacePay, the the passenger can safely delete the account of the system and the data will be erased. Now, many patrons are still concerned that face pay could be used for surveillance. I mean, imagine how intrusive just such a system could be. Also, some governments will find the unvaccinated and that's been a big thing uh, in our society over the last couple years, right? Are you vaccinated? Are you unvaccinated? And if you're unvaccinated, hey, will there be some kind of sanction put upon you? In Quebec, they announced in January that unvaccinated people would have to pay a significant financial penalty. The Canadian provinces premier that it's, have stated that not getting vaccinated leads to consequences for the health care system and that not all Quebecers should have to pay for that. Also in January... Greece started finding over 60, uh, those that were over 60 who declined the vaccine. Austria approved a coronavirus vaccine mandated for all adults, starting with violators facing as um, much as $4,000 in fines. And in Greece, the over 60 who declined the vaccine would be penalized $113 per uh, Incidents and unvaccinated Italians could face fines and suspensions from work. So you can see there are many avenues that are setting the stage to the eventual Mark of the Beast system. And these are things that we should be watching for in 2023. Because there will come a time in the future when they'll be able to just start pushing buttons and all this will be implemented. Think about um, clinical trials to start brain chip implants. These are things we heard about in 2022. A key part of the Great Reset is transhumanism. And it's enhancing the physical capabilities with Elon Musk Neuralink. It was announced that it would begin implanting chips in human brains back in 2022. A brain-computer interface had enabled a test subject to post, on, post a, uh, a post on Twitter, interact with emails, and play simple computer-based games by just thinking about it. And the implanted chips may one day, for example, enable a quadriplegic to drive a wheelchair by thinking rather than using a joystick. A June 29th Time magazine article cautioned this technology because it brings us close to giving big tech control of your very thoughts. Now, also, another thing that I reported on many times throughout the year, Biden's executive order to evaluate the United States digital dollar. President Joe Biden, he signed the executive order back on March 9th, 2022, to examine the feasibility of the development of digital assets and cryptocurrencies for the United States in the guise of protecting U.S. citizens. There was an article from the News Punch website that was shared to Facebook, and it claims that Biden is set to roll out a cash-free system back in December via the newly formed central bank digital currencies. Now, we know that that didn't happen. However... NewsPunch claimed that Executive Order 14067 would give elites the power to distribute this currency at will and steal them from individuals whenever they wanted and shut it off if you do something they don't approve of. You don't align up with their edicts. But actually, Executive Order simply asked um, the federal agencies to evaluate the viability of such a bank digital currency. And so it doesn't, um, the executive order by Joe Biden didn't authorize or implement CBDCs. But a central bank digital currency is a virtual money backed and issued um, by the central bank. And according to the Cato Institute, CBDCs are government's attempt to protect its privileged position and exert more control over people's money. So the proposed United States digital digital dollar or CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, would give the Federal Reserve full control over the money going into and coming out of every person's account. So at this point they haven't implemented a CBDC, but there have been uh, ways that they've already been trying to uh, pilot programs, especially in New York many banks in New York already did a a pilot program to see and to testing the market to see how this could work in the United States of America. Another thing that we've been watching is the social credit scoring systems that are coming to America. We've seen them in China and other places, but here in the United States of America, lawmakers are warning that the United States may be following and imposing behavioral um, ratings on citizens. A set of standards known as environmental, social, and governance, ESG scores, are employed to pressure businesses and individuals to comply with um, sustainable investment and stakeholder capitalism. These are edicts that are being used by these investment firms. The private sector institutions, such as banks, companies, and tech companies, determine these scores and, are, um, and, and set values according to uh, the, the politics. So people's freedom are threatened by these ESG scores without any legislation ever having to be passed. It's moving away from shareholder capitalism into stakeholder capitalism, which is government intervention into businesses. Social credit scores. Your business don't line up and don't want to comply with environmental, social, and governance uh, edicts. Hey, then your business doesn't look so good on in the stock market then, right? It's, it is, all of these are precursors to the eventual system that will be used by the Antichrist for the mark of the beast. Years ago, many of these things would they'd be unheard of. But now we're watching them throughout last year and we will definitely be keeping an eye on them in 2023 because it's only going to increase. Okay. Now I want to put your mind at ease because I know that there may be a chance that the the, um, mark of the beast will not be fully implemented here in the United States of America. The United States is depicted in the Bible as standing against the world government with Israel throughout the end time. So it is possible that it will not be fully implemented here in the United States. And we'll be talking about that in future programs and go in detail into some of those prophecies. But for most of the world, the Antichrist will control the nations and use economic sanctioning to get people to bow down to his will and pledge allegiance to his world governing system. Now, another thing we need to talk about and hear about it in the news all the time is the Great Reset. The World Economic Forum is pushing a cashless society and central bank digital currencies. They're all on board with this. The globalist architects of the Great Reset at the World Economic Forum have fully embraced the concept of central bank digital currencies. And they believe that central bank digital currencies will uh, aid in this future financial system that they want and to be able to put restrictions on that, economically sanction people by increasing financial inclusion and improving the lives of billions of people globally by providing access to cheap and affordable financial services but it gets everybody included in this. Now, and that's one of the main reasons for moving everybody off of a cashless societies and onto digital societies because they can have everybody included. Cash is not trackable. Cash is freedom. But a digital, a true digital platform the move away from cash can imagine that in the hands of a totalitarian regime. So a cashless society may make it easier for a totalitarian government to control its citizens. However, a cashless society will be absolutely necessary for the Antichrist to, for, to have total behavioral control during the Great Tribulation. So you can see where all of this is headed. Cashless transactions can be completed privately, but if all currency is digitized then every transaction will be monitored. Uh, let me run that by you again. Every single transaction will be monitored. Right now when you pay for gas or your groceries or whatever, or a dozen roses for your wife, with a debit card. You're creating a digital footprint that somebody right now is tracking. But imagine when you have no more access to cash in the future. There are countries that are going cashless. There are businesses that are going cashless. Imagine the amount of control when people can program let's say a central bank digital currency to control what you can and cannot spend your money on. Cointelegraph, they published an article and in the article they stated that in a paper released by the Bank for International Settlements Monetary and Economic Development Department they said that 81 central banks surveyed from October to December 21 were engaged in some form of central bank digital currency work. With 26 percent running pilots, already running pilots, on their central bank digital currencies and more than 60% doing experimental experiments or proofs of concept related to a digital currency. They actually said that 90% of the central banks around the world in the developed countries of the world are contemplating central bank digital currencies and looking into that. And of course the central banks control the economies of the world uh, through the hub, which is the central bank of central banks, the Bank for International Settlements. That's something you always want to keep your eye on, is the Bank for International Settlements and the central banks around the world. They're the ones controlling the economies, and I promise you they will be on board with the Antichrist, this world-governing lead- leader, when he comes into power. Also, tech companies and countries that are, that are racing to develop a vaccine. Passports. Now, you may need a vaccine passport in the future just to travel. You've seen news articles on this. Tech companies are racing to develop digital documents showing proof of vaccination for COVID and other pandemics. They must be universally accepted and smartphone friendly, and they must be end-to-end secure, as the problem is that counterfeit paper and digital COVID passports can be forged. Folks, they all want to go digital. That's the main thing. Move off of paper and move on to a government controlled digital platform. Whether it's a vaccine passport or your money or anything else. And a lot of these things, they make people um, they will hold back access to, in some countries, access to health care or education to get their children uh, and their people to have these passports and ID cards. Something we're watching very closely in 2023. Setting the stage for the Mark of the Beast in the near future. Got
1: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the Watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the Archive button. You know, everyone, I know you might be sitting out there saying, well, the, wow, that is a ton of information. There's so much going on setting the stage for the eventual mark of the beast. But that's not all. The G20 is promoting vaccines. Digital health ID systems, think about this. The delegates to the G20 meeting in, I think it was Indonesia. They signed a declaration creating a global vaccination verification system to facilitate international travel. They said, and I'm quoting, we support continued international dialogue and collaboration on the establishment of a quote-unquote trusted global digital health network. So the document Actually, the, the statement also confirms the country's support of the World Health Organization's mRNA vaccine technology transfer hub, which goes to build capacity to produce mRNA vaccines, although there is recent evidence that COVID-19 mRNA vaccines do not prevent or uh, the, for getting COVID or infection from the virus. So also, the, um, so you can see that there are so many precursors. Now, as I was putting this program together, I actually had so much information, I could have went the rest of the, the program just on precursors to the mark of the beast. But that's one of the things that we watched, we've watched for many years, and we definitely will be watching through 2023, because there are things in the future that we certainly will not want to participate in in the end time. And everybody here, myself, Doug Norville, Doug Norville, uh, Vince Stegall at the End Time Show will be keeping you up to date on everything. However, one more prophecy I need to talk about is the Middle East peace agreement in the End Time. The prophecy says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, For the overspreading of abomination he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. That's Daniel 9.27. The fulfillment of this, uh, what's that going to look like? Well, so in this passage in Daniel, the he is the Antichrist. The Antichrist will confirm the covenant, uh, the Abrahamic covenant the covenant between God that that God promised Abraham back in Genesis 15, 18. And it's the covenant covenant that um, he entered into covenant with Abraham that the land on which Abraham dwelt, that that would be the land of Israel, it would would be um, a covenant between him, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and through that lineage. And that it would be his and his descendants after him, forever well the Antichrist confirms Israel's right to a nation in the Holy Land then that's the peace agreement of Daniel chapter 9 and the event that will move us into the final seven years called Daniel's 70th week and we will be able to identify this uh, close to the the, um, age because the agreement uh, it will contain certain distinct elements you say, well, how are we going to recognize the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement? The Bible depicts an end-of-the-age peace agreement which includes the creation of a Palestinian state in the West Bank or biblical Judea. We call that Judea. The, the, uh, the media calls it the West Bank today in the international community. But it's actually Judea. And also the Jews who are already living in the new Palestinian state that will be created will be allowed to remain there as a Jewish minority. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 24, verses 15 through 18, and then 21. Also, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement, allowing Jews to build their third temple on the Temple Mount. That's Revelation 11, 1 and 2, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4. And finally, the resolution of the status of Jerusalem will be postponed until a later time. The Bible tells us about a seven-year period, an interim agreement. And so there will be a time in the near future when I can come on the radio, when a peace agreement is signed between the Israelis and Palestinians with these characteristics, that I will be able to say, folks, we have just started the final seven years. Now, I can't say that yet because the peace agreement that the Bible prophesies has not been signed yet. But there will come a time when I will be able to do that. You say, well, you guys are setting dates. I, I will never set a date, nor will Doug Norvell, nor will Vince uh, Stegall here at the end time show. We'll never do that. But the Bible does say when this peace agreement is signed, that starts the final seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. So we're going to stick to the prophecies of the Bible, aren't we? So, One of the things that we've been watching over the last year setting the stage for this is the prophecy of the red heifers and the ongoing fulfillment of that. Israel cannot continue building the third temple because the Jewish people are all in a state of ritual impurity through proximity to a dead body. If you go back to Numbers chapter 19, God told Israel that if they went into the holy sanctuary of the Lord in an impure state that they were to be put out from among the people. The only way to be purified from contact with a dead body is for a red heifer of the third year to be sacrificed. Its body burnt, the ashes mingled with water, and sprinkled upon the people who needed purification. All of the people that are in Israel are in a state of ritual impurity because if you have even walked through a cemetery, if you've ever visited a funeral home, uh, if you've ever uh, been to a a funeral where someone has died, if if you've ever been in a house where someone has died, or at a hospital where someone has died, you have, you've you've been in contact with a dead body at all, that has qualified you to be ritually impure. The Jews... They know that they need a qualified red heifer in order to purify the Jewish people before they can proceed to build the third temple. So the Jews have had, according to Jewish history, they've had nine red heifers uh, in their history. The, the last one was in the second temple era, which ended in 70 AD, when uh, the Roman general Titus destroyed the city of Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. However... In 2015, the Temple Institute in Israel launched a project to raise red heifers so that they can meet the qualifications of Numbers chapter 19. However, the Temple Institute has not been able, they've not been successful in getting a red heifer up to a qualified red heifer into the third year of life. They've had a few that they thought would be um, able to qualify, but yet the older they got, some of them developed blemishes. Some of them, uh, some of the hairs turned from red to white or black, and it disqualified them. But there's something new going on in Israel, and believe it or not, just uh, south of Dallas, Texas. Here, prized red heifers have been raised in Texas, and they've now arrived in Israel. Five perfect. Red heifers required for the ritual purification of those who have touched a dead body arrived in Israel from a ranch in Texas. I happened to go personally see the red heifers before they left. That was back in September of 2022. And as the Temple Institute continued to prepare for the construction of the third temple in Jerusalem, a Christian farmer in Texas raised the five prized red heifers which are essential for priests to serve in the temple." And the heifers are, at, um, they're all right now about a year old and if they remain 100% red and ritually purific- pure perfect until um, another, it would be just over another year, they will each be eligible because they've got to be in the third year, they will each be eligible to be used to create the ashes required in Numbers chapter 19 to purify those who have been in proximity to a dead body. Now can you imagine the first time in close to 2,000 years that Israel has been able to acquire, if, this, if these red heifers, one of them makes it to the third year, that they would have been able to have a qualified red heifer and to sacrifice that for the uh, purification sacrifice of Israel? Can you imagine the pressure that they will put on the government to capitulate to the Palestinians, sign some kind of agreement so they can rebuild their third temple? Just imagine, that's coming in the very near future, folks. The stage is currently being set for these events to take place. So you can see, we are in fact living in the end time. I've only went through two now. Precursors to the mark of the beast and events leading up to the building of the third temple, the signing of a peace agreement in the near future. I have many, many, many more. Another one I want to give you when it talks about the peace agreement, the transformative Abraham Accords. You remember the the embassy of the United Arab Emirates? They posted that the historic normalization agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates of September 2020 has created a warm peace that is transforming the Middle East. This is totally unprecedented, folks. It was the first diplomatic agreement ever between Israel and an Arab state. And in September of 2022, two years after the signing of the normalization agreement, mixed results were reported for developing relations between Israel, the um, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan. The Abraham Accords have led to new forms of cooperation, promoting regional security, prosperity, uh, and peace for years to come. Well, since the Accords were in personal uh, interaction and, and has increased from business deals to culture exchanges, healthcare care partnerships, and, and joint scientific initiatives, many Arab states view the Abraham Accords as a means by which to serve their national uh, interest on one hand, While changing the dynamic of the Israeli Palestinian conflict on the other. That's very important because the Israeli Palestinian conflict is what the agreement, the peace agreement, will deal with that starts the final seven years. And in in, in so um, looking to break this impasse between the Israelis and Palestinians that they've had for years, which has been very, um, has prevailed for years now. now. the National Public Radio they noted in uh, that um, as President Biden traveled to the Middle East to visit Saudi um, this year, Saudi Arabia, he was fully embraced. Um, he has fully embraced one key uh, element of Donald Trump's Middle East uh, endeavors, and that was the Abraham Accords. So the Abraham Accords, they're not the prophesied agreement of Daniel 9:27. However they absolutely could lead to just such an agreement in the very near future. The Jewish News Syndicate in Israel, they reported an article that Netanyahu, you understand Netanyahu just formed uh, a new government in Israel. Well, the Jewish News Syndicate reported that Netanyahu has offered to suspend annexation of the West Bank in exchange for peace with riyadh in saudi arabia it's something that absolutely could lead to a resolution to the israeli palestinian conflict something we'll be watching throughout 2023 setting the stage for future events
2: i've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents Irvin and judy baxter began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month
0: Elected um, and newly formed government, Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. He has actually said this, and I'm quoting: "If we have peace with Saudi Arabia, we are effectively going to bring an end to the Arab-Israeli conflict." And so it's very important because we're we've been watching the Abraham Accords for two years now, and many people thought that that could be the agreement that started the final seven-year period. But we want to. I want to caution you: it's not the Arab. It's not the Abraham Accords, but it, it, it will be between the Israeli-Palestinians. Now, the Times of Israel reported that Netanyahu, he's floating peace with the Saudis as a key to resolving the conflict with the Palestinians. Now, if he was to get that done, the Palestinians-Israeli uh, deal done, then that would be the one, if it has the characteristics to the biblical characteristics to the peace deal, then I can come on the radio and TV and say, hey, we started the final seven years. Until that happens, we got to make sure that no matter what peace deal is done, that until that one happens, we have not started the final seven years. It's Very important. Netanyahu has also said that I think that we can bring, and I'm quoting here, I think we can uh, bring a new peace initiative that will form a quantum leap for the achievement of both the Arab-Israeli conflict and ultimately the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. It's in the mind, because in the international community, they see the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as the the crux of most of the conflict in the Middle East, even though you've got the number one state sponsor of terrorism, Iran, there. But in the eyes of the international community, which is very anti-Semitic, they see the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as the, um, the, the, the core to the apple here, if you will. And so uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is saying, hey, if we could get, if we could get uh, sign a normalization deal with Saudi Arabia, that could bring an end possibly to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and it certainly could. So it's something we certainly will be watching and that you should be watching throughout 2023 because these are setting the stage for end time events folks we're watching the ongoing fulfillment of 2000 and even 2500 year old prophecies now one final one that I want to get to here because there's no way I could go through all of them I had hundreds of articles that I had to sift through to see what I couldn't go through for this program there are so many that I said I, I just simply can't do it but I just wanted to kind of hit the treetops here for you so you'd understand what's going on. The the final one that I'm going to go through is the Sixth Trumpet War. Now, I could have went through world government, world religion, the the ongoing fulfillment of the uh, revived Holy Roman Empire, and many others, but I wanted to focus on these three just to give you something to contemplate and see how far off into the end time we are. The Sixth Trumpet War, World War III, it's closer than ever. When is the last time you've seen so many articles and news stories about a World War III just on the tip of people's tongue. World War, folks. I am 54 years old. I'll be 55 in August. I've never lived through a World War. I can't even wrap my mind around a World War. World War I, just over 8 million uh, dead. World War II, just over 52 million dead. But the Bible prophesies one-third of the world's population will be destroyed in World War III. It's prophesied in the Bible. The prophecies found in Revelation chapter 9. The Bible says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before the throne, saying, um, to the, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates, and the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000,000, and I heard the number of them. That's Revelation 9, verse 13 uh, through 16. So what's the fulfillment of that look like? Well, it, there, there, we know a few things from this prophecy. It's going to start in the Euphrates River region, which is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. And one-third of the world's population is going to be destroyed. Because, and if you look in many translations of the Bible, it says one-third of all of the people on the earth, one-third of the earth's population. It's not just the people involved in the war. And then a 200 million man army will participate in this war. The Bible tells us that in Revelation 9. And there are only three entities on the planet that can field an army of 200 million soldiers. China, India, and the Islamic faction on the planet. But again, when is the last time you've heard so many people and news articles and different things talking about World War III could start tomorrow? Think about this. Being on the brink of nuclear annihilation, Many there will be nations that are wiped out or the majority of the people will be wiped out from some nations in this war. I mean, this generation has not yet experienced the anxiety of Potential a nuclear conflict until now. I was uh, Hiroshima, and Nagasaki when the atom bombs were dropped. That was in 1945. I wasn't born until 1968. But to think about a nuclear conflict, I mean, uh, things like the pandemic or even the the price of groceries and gas—they've been in the forefront of Americans' minds uh, over the past year or two. Now that inflation started rising, now that we've got Joe Biden as president. However, think about a World War III. I mean, following Russia's invasion, let's say, of Ukraine back in February of 2022, people have become increasingly uneasy, suspecting that they may have been witnessing the beginning of a World War III at that, at that time. Many people, uh, news organizations, even people, some people that taught, teach prophecy started saying, well, this could be World War III, this could be the Battle of Armageddon. And a statement by the Secretary General of the United Nations, he actually fed that anxiety because he, back on August 1st of 2022, Secretary General Antonio Guterres told ministers, officials, and diplomats attending the 10th Congress of the parties to the Treaty of the Non-Proliferation of the Nuclear Weapons that the meeting was taking place at a critical juncture for our collective peace and security and at a time of nuclear danger not seen since the height of the Cold War. Fears have become to build, especially since October, amid speculation that Vladimir Putin of Russia might resort to using nuclear weapons to stem mounting losses. Think of a a, a nuclear anxiety that's been hanging over the head. Even people here in the United States that a potential a nuclear weapon could find its way over here on our in our shores, right? Nuclear anxiety may be even higher now that it has been since the Cuban Missile Crisis, given that the war in Ukraine is rife with possibilities for mistakes or miscalculations, as was illustrated by that terrifying incident at the beginning of November. You remember many people are asking, hey, did Russia, uh, did they attack Poland? and that World War III was dangerously close. I mean, um, one of these possible miscalculations was at the headlines of the news back in November of 2022, and it almost provoked a World War III, if you think about it. When two people were in what later was resolved to be an accidental Ukrainian missile strike in Poland, the world held its breath. I remember waking up and read the news headlines, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Russia attacked a a, a NATO member, but they actually didn't. The world held its breath while the Associated Press erroneously alleged that Russia had attacked a member of NATO. And there was great hesitation, but President Zelensky of Ukraine called on NATO to act on Russia. He accused Moscow of firing these rockets, but nevertheless, within hours it became apparent that the accident was actually caused by a Ukrainian air defense missile. Think about that one accident that could have possibly led to a World War III immediately. The Associated Press published an embarrassing correction which went on to explain, subsequent reporting showed that the missiles were Russian made and most likely fired by Ukraine in defense against a Russian attack. A A subsequent White House statement concurred with the Poland uh, and others that the assessment that the Polish border explosion was most likely a Ukrainian air defense missile. Unfortunately, that landed in Poland. Boy, you know, it has been possible to, it, it, to prove that Russia intentionally struck Polish. Uh, some thought that it had been possible to prove that Russia intentionally struck Polish territory, and Warsaw and NATO members could have been forced to um, respond, according to the alliance, the the Alliance's mutual defense mechanism known as Article 5. Article 5 of the North Atlantic Treaty, NATO's founding document, says that any attack on a NATO member in Europe or North America shall be considered an attack on all of them. So I thought, when I woke up and read the news, I thought, well, oh my goodness, Russia actually attacked NATO? Here we go. I mean, we're going to war, but of course, thank goodness, that it was found out that Ukraine actually did. It. Who knows what? Well, Ukraine wasn't trying to get a war started. I mean, think about it. They've been wanting to get NATO to come and help them uh, in their conflict with Russia. But in thinking about this World War III scenario, also you've got to consider because the Bible says in Revelation 9 that it will be start in. The, it will emanate from the Euphrates River region. Deb Kafal, you have to look at Iran. Deb Kafal reported that Israel has elevated. Um, is elevated in the U.S. military planning for a potential war with Iran. They actually, quote, I'm quoting, Washington is, from the Debka file article, Washington is moving to Israel in a new regional alliance. The U.S. military decided to replace the war on terror strategy by uh, one with combat, uh, preparing for combat with China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. Uh, Israel has now been brought from Eurocom, European Command, to Central Command, working right alongside with the United States in the Middle East. And I promise you, Iran is number one on their agenda. Iran's trying to get nuclear weapons. Think about that. The number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. And they've said many times, we're going to wipe the United States off the map, we're going to wipe Israel off the map. And then, of course, with the Ukraine war, new dangers by Russian-Iranian ties. And there's, there's many other things to look at right now. Conflicts that could potentially start a World War III. But because of the prophecies of the Bible, I watched the Euphrates River region like a hawk. But on today's program, what I wanted to make sure you understood is that throughout 2022, so many prophecies have occurred. The ongoing fulfillment of them setting the stage for end time events all throughout 2023. We'll be watching these, things that are happening, letting, letting us know we're certainly, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, we're in the end time. And I want to make sure that you're preparing for the end time. H- have you been born again? Are you making sure you're preparing yourself spiritually for the times just ahead? But remember, none of us are promised tomorrow. And we want to make sure, should the Lord call me home tomorrow night, that I'm ready to meet Him at all times. And so, if you if you don't know what it means to be born again, contact End Time Ministries, the End Time Show at endtime.com, and get your free brochure. What do you mean born again? Or let us help you find a church, uh, one that a biblical, um, a, a traditional, or a, a, a truth teaching, Bible believing church. One that will be it's imperative that you become a part of in the end time, preparing yourself for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, Because we all want to be prepared for that day when he will catch us away. God bless.